Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your RPG. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is, is to, to have, have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me, as always, is Carrie, the legend. Hello. And Jason, the favorite. Uh, two does not have a joke this week. Before we get into <laughs> gaming... <laughs> It's because we're rushing through the intro so fast. Are we? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay, though. I can slow down. It's too late. We have a really big topic today. So, so we want to get through it. Yes. Yeah. So before we but before we get there, let's do a quick check on our Patreon backers. We don't have anybody new this week, but we do want to uh, say that we like Patreon backers. We, we love them. Where do, yeah. where do you become a Patreon backer? Patreon.com slash on a roll podcast. Oh. Yeah. When you become a patron, you get uh, free stuff. And sometimes that free stuff means a free shout-out on the podcast. And so let's give our free shout-outs. These are our wizard-level backers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. So they all run mushes? Maybe. They should. Maybe yeah. they, they should do. should all run mushes. All right. Well, our first one goes to Joel Eastland. Oh, Joel. Yeah. He's running the Chicago mush. What? Is yeah, Ever, they're all wizards. They got to be running mushes. Are we just going to make up what we're just making we're just, up mushes for this, them to run? Yes, this obviously. Week, this week we're making up the mush that each of our wizard level people run. Oh, okay. So yeah, there we go. Uh, Joel Eastland runs the Chicago Fire Department mush. There we go. I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, there's lots of TSing in that game. Oh my gosh! Uh, obviously, every <laughs> fireman I know talks about that sort so, of thing. Wait, there's so lots much. of scenes so where they Joel Joel does a lot of conventions where he does security. Sure, because he's a big them. dude. And, and he also is, he's, he was a paramedic for a while, so right. you know, there was lots of help. At one point, he was like, he called me up and he goes, Carrie, I, I don't know if I should take this job. And I said, well, what is it? And he's like, you know, well, I'll be doing security. And it was one where apparently last year when he did it, somebody came up and offered to pay him money to wear a diaper for them. And he was just like, I, and he goes, and the worst wait, part is wait. I thought about it. Oh. <laughs> you say you thought about it. You did. <laughs> I, I hope it paid well. <laughs> oh. So what's I, Ryan Martin running? Obviously Chronicles of Darkness LARP, because, oh. or not LARP, but Mush, because it's oh. all, every time I bring up anything of that vampire, he's like, yeah, well, also, Chronicles oh. of Darkness. I think that Ryan Martin runs a Mush about mortals, Shopping for houses uh, in the world of darkness, and, and so everybody he play like the NPC that he runs like as the wizard is the real estate agent, right? And then everybody else plays people who are coming to view the house that he has. Sure, for sale. okay, all right, no thanks. Well, I already know what Drew runs. Okay. Drew Stevens, he runs the Angel LARP where we all have bullshit angel powers. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what he called it. Oh no. <laughs> So, do you think Joe Hines runs the Lost Colony mush? No, oh. Joe Hines can't find it. It's lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he wanted to run a, lar- a mush for it, but it got lost somewhere. <laughs> Noah Coltrip. Noah Coltrip runs the the uh, finally friended me on Facebook mush. Mush. <laughs> so I'm, the I'm, Facebook I'm, drama mush. That's what it's yes. about. So, so I'm I'm going to con- click confirm right now. Ooh, there we go. Now he's my friend. So now I, I can't complain about him not being my friend anymore. So Noah, when you listen to this episode, you know exactly 
exactly the moment in which we were yes. recording it. Yes. That's right. There we go. So, who's the last person? Um, Sarah. Rah, 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 so, what kind of mush does she run? Star Wars. Okay. There's no <laughs> done. No, no, no even, explanations needed. No need. In fact, Sarah. Rah, 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 that's the name of the Wookiee that she plays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like a shout out on the air, we'd love to give you one, and you can get one by helping us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash Honorable Podcast. So, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting here at this table and we were recording a podcast, and mm-hmm. it was it was way better than the one we're recording right now. Oh no! But this one's going to get way better. Okay. Than the okay. one we recorded then. That's complicated. I know. All right, so, uh, Carrie, what'd you do this week? Um, we soft-opened um, Adventures Not Wanted. Yeah? How'd it go? Um, okay, we've had two, at least two scenes on the game, Ooh. and nothing exploded. Good. So that's, you know, and I've already, we've got new players that are making characters now, so it's awesome. exciting. Well, cool. Marty made her character over the holiday, because... Well, she started, it's not made yet. It's, it's not, not made yet? No, She but, was going to log in today, but she's having a computer problem, so I'm okay. going to help her with it as soon as we get okay, home. Okay, well, Mar- Marty's making a character, uh, Kevin... Has has made the sheet for his character, but he's right. going to write up the history. So oh, I'm cool. hoping that will get in. Um, Super exciting! I spent most of my time, my free time this last week, uh, either working on the descriptions for all of the rooms. Yes, he, uh, did. he I, did. I helped them build the map on on the mush, and so I'm just doing all of the the he's, descriptions of the streets. Yeah, uh, and then the rest of my free time, I've been doing. Uh, I've been working on the bench for my gaming table. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's almost all sanded out. Nice yeah. and smooth. Yeah, so that's cool. What have you yeah. been up to, Jason? <laughs> Nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's uh, let's go ahead and get to combat rounds. Sorry we rushed through that a little bit, but we have a really cool, cool episode with a lot of stuff to discover and cover and uncover and recover. Yeah. You, so here we go. Let's go to combat rounds. You got it. Welcome to Combat Rounds. Uh, today, our topic is actually going to be marketing. We're going shopping? No. Oh. no. Oh. So one of our oh. listeners asked for this, right? Yes. Joe Hines from Lost Colonies LARP uh, said he'd love to have us do an episode on marketing. And going shopping. <laughs> so we're going to do an episode on marketing. Not going shopping. Not going shopping. Uh, right. Okay. So today we brought in a guest. Uh, so my, we know my day job is I work in communications uh, at a very large healthcare company. What? And one of the people that I work with is Jared Powers, and he's joining us today. Yay! Hi, Jared. Hi. <laughs> so Jared uh, is not a gamer. Not a tabletop or LARP or mush gamer. Right. He, what he games play- do you do? I play PlayStation games, uh, I play Pokemon Go, right. things like that. You like board games, too. I like board games, yeah. yeah. I run a bunch of social media for my company, and Jared is like the, the paid part of social media, so I handle the Wait, organic... Wait, you don't get paid? <laughs> so I handle the organic uh, postings, and Jared handles the paid postings, and so I, I thought that it would make sense to, to have Jared come join us that way. It wasn't just me talking for an hour. Okay, so before I we go, agree. <laughs> before we go a lot farther, a paid posting is pretty obvious. It's like you buy an ad, right? Yes. So what is organic posting? An organic posting is like when you post on your Facebook wall, mm-hmm. you just post. Right. That's organic. Okay. So like you post, here's a picture of the facility. We're having a party today. Right. Or, like when, or Coca, whatever when Coca-Cola just posts uh, an image on their 
on their Facebook page that says, look, orange vanilla Coke's coming. Mm. And they don't spend any money on it. They just post it there. That's an organic post. So anything boosted would be his domain. Anything not boosted would be yours. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about marketing and we're going to focus on marketing for a LARP. And the reason we're going to talk about LARPs is because LARPs are the are the type of game that we talk about that is that could be marketed anywhere. And so by talking about a LARP, we're going to be talking about all of the ways that you can market a game, mm-hmm. but a tabletop game or a mush will only find some of these things useful. Right. So it's easier to talk about it from a LARP standpoint. That way we hit everything. Uh, but you need to understand if you're listening and you run a game that's not a LARP, there are things here that you can you can take and and promote your own game with. Okay. All right. The first thing I think we're going to talk about is just old school. You know, like the you know like you have a LARP, you have a game that you're going to promote, and the the easiest simplest thing to do is the old school, basically word of mouth. Oh, I thought you were going to say go on the Ed Sullivan show or something like that. That's super. <laughs> that's super old school. But they don't record that show anymore. Oh, a, uh, he's dead. What about Jack Parr? <laughs> Yeah, he's oh, dead too. Oh, oh, shoot. I need to stop watching Nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Games are only found through other gamers. Okay. When you think about every game, you've, every LARP you've ever been to, or every mush, or every tabletop game, probably, I would say probably 99% of the time, you found that game because another gamer told you about it. Okay. And so, word of mouth is incredibly important. Right. Yes. So that means you have to go other places where there are other people if you're going to promote your game. So, like, if I wanted to promote a game, I should play at other people's games? Yes. Okay. If your local game store is, you know, has a Dungeons & Dragons game that plays every Saturday afternoon, consider joining it. So if you, even if you want players for your Dungeons & Dragons game, playing in one... You already meet people who want to play in Dungeons & Dragons. Yes, yeah. yes. And the reality is, if somebody plays in a Dungeons & Dragons game, they may be interested in your LARP or your mush, mm-hmm. right? Or, or your Star Wars game. So I could go and go to a LARP, and that's where I'm going to meet other LARPers who want to go to LARPs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's, it really is that simple, isn't that's it? That's right. If you run a One World by Night game in your local city, and there's an MES game in your local city, you probably should be playing there, or right. vice versa. Yeah. Or or anything like that. If yeah. there is if there is a group playing, you should you should go play because that's how you're going to meet other players mm-hmm. and uh, also support games. Yeah, that's right. gaming. Yeah. And speaking of your players, then tap your players. Let your players know to go out and tell people that your your game exists. Right. Like, hey, if you want more people here, you should tell people. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, it's. I mean, that sounds silly, but that's very true. Staff can only do so much. Right. You know, players need to step up and help as well. But you know what? The only reason why I ever got into World of Darkness games is because I was at a bar for LARP, and a few of those people played in a World of Darkness game, and they invited us. It was that simple, and then mm-hmm. we started going to those games. Right. Uh, the other thing is at conventions, and something that a lot of folks don't think about is local toy shows. Uh, toy shows often happen like in ballrooms at hotels. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but conventions and toy shows are, are a great place to find people who share the common sort of pop culture interests. That, so you should have a table, maybe? Well, at conventions, most conventions actually will let you have a free promotion table. They call them fan tables yes. a lot of times. Yeah, and you can get a fan table and set up with, uh, you know, you could set your rule books out that you use and... Pictures, uh, yeah, and and you know we got we get we used to get players from fan tables mm-hmm. when, when we, we ran our LARP. You know, to be fair, it was what like 
one to two a year, but that adds up pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Because then they go invite other people. That's right. That's right. So uh, so free tables are a great way. The other old school thing is is actually print media, you know, flyers. Oh, flyers. So I've hung and given out hundreds of flyers. Right. Do, do they work? Because y'all had some good experiences with them, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. When we first started our LARP here in Tennessee, we made a and bunch of... And y'all knew nobody. In and we community. knew nobody. Right. Like, nobody at all. We printed out a bunch of uh, quarter sheet flyers. So sure. they were small. And we had the... Oh, I remember those. They're yeah. like postcard size almost. Mm-hmm. You can get four on a page and what? just cut the it's page. It's like quarter, quarter size. a page? Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> and uh, you you it's nice to have them that small because then what you do is you take them and you put them everywhere. Okay. You put them in libraries. You put them in gaming uh Didn't you say stores. you literally put them in I, books? We, we literally we went to the used bookstore here in Chattanooga, and we went to the gaming section. Right. And we put one flyer in every gaming book that was there. The used bookstore probably would have thrown us out if they'd have seen it. Sure. So I say that to let you so know. So don't don't do that, don't everybody. Get <laughs> don't get caught. And if you get caught, but you we, didn't hear that but here. So we call that guerrilla marketing now, right? Right. Which means yeah. breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, give flyers to your players because your players are your biggest advocate. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, and this is just like a, in a business situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the you're. Uh, your customers that are pleased with the services you've provided are your biggest advocate. So th- that's your players. And put these flyers in your local game store. A lot of colleges and universities have gaming clubs now. Yeah. Um, some, one of our somebody I know was telling me that their their daughter was applying for, but wherever she was going to to college, and uh, she was picking only from the list of schools that actually had. Gaming clubs because she was going to have something to do. She, she was going to click when she got there, right? So, so yeah. there are enough of them that she was able to use that as one of her criteria for deciding where to go to college. So that means if you have a local college or university, they may have a gaming club, and and you might want to to tap into that. So I want to back up because you said uh, game stores. Yeah. What got me into LARPing to begin with was the guy who was running Shattered Owls, the LARP that I wound up going to for years. He was going to every single gaming store. In like the tri-state area, wow! And he had a little presentation set up, and he would stay there for two or three hours, and then go to another store. And he hit uh, probably a hundred stores, mm-hmm. and he picked up one or two people from every store, and sometimes more because we, we wound up about ten or fifteen of us right. in the long run wound up going to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and libraries. Carrie had mentioned, you yeah, know, libraries a lot of times host Dungeons and Dragons games mm-hmm. now. And they've got uh, public community boards. You can just put stuff And on. I just like to say, back in my day, the library never did that, so you guys should enjoy it now. But the Chattanooga Library explicitly hosts a teen Dungeons & Dragons game every week. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, so now let's uh, let's go on then and talk, talk digital. Digital. No. So this is kind of your expertise at work, right? Yeah, and this is and this is why we've got Jared here as well. So we're gonna talk a little bit. It's gonna sound like we're a little out of order, but it'll make sense when we when we get into this. The first thing we're gonna talk about is Facebook. Because it's the the big elephant. It is the elephant. Right? <laughs> so maybe is Reddit bigger? Because Reddit's pretty big too, right? Reddit's different. Yeah. So why why Facebook? Why is it the big one that we have to talk about first? Uh, just because of the sheer number of users that Facebook has, they've got the largest audience. Okay. Uh, if you're going to 
look to target someone as a business or an organization, your target audience is on Facebook. So you all said something earlier when we were discussing this episode about how that Facebook's barely social media anymore because it's like something else because it's so big and so ubiquitous. What what do you mean by that? It's just social now. Yeah, it's it's just social. It's it's beyond something like Twitter because of the the sheer number of users that they have. Okay. The way that they run their advertising platform and and all of that, it's it's just different. Okay, Facebook is is like you have to be there. You if have you, to be there if you are promoting a, a LARP or or you know even a mush. You know there are mushes that I've played in that have Facebook pages. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about some the weeds. I guess Jared said, let's get into the weeds <laughs> about Facebook. So tell us some of the like mechanical things we need to know about Facebook because remember, not everybody who listens is a marketer, right? So the first thing that you need to know is. It's against Facebook's terms of service for you to be running your business or organization from your personal page. Okay. Um, so Facebook can actually deactivate and delete you if you do that. That's that's sort of running outside of the boundaries of what they designed their platform to work. So they want you to have a business page just yes. for your business. Or a yes. group. Or, or a group. group. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A group, group and business pages are, are similar, but they're different in a, a couple of important ways. Um, but, we'll, we'll talk about that in right. a minute. And right. it's free to set up one, so it's not a big deal. Right. It's free to set up one, but the thing that you have to recognize is a Facebook page, which is sort of the outward-facing um, facade of your business on Facebook, okay. is going to limit the number of people that you can reach. So whereas your your Facebook profile, your mm-hmm. personal account, you can reach pretty much all of your friends. Sure. When you make a post, it'll go out to your friends. Right. And that's, that's just how Facebook works for okay. people. For a Facebook page, your post is going to go to a very limited subsection of your audience. So I've it, read that this is a big deal, right? It's because Even because of it's this a huge deal. Evil demonic witch power called the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so is it actually trying to figure out what I want to see, or is it trying to figure out how to trick you into spending money? It's trying to figure out how to keep you on the platform for as long as possible so you see the most number of ads. Okay. Because and that the more means, ads you see, the more, more likely you are to click. And that means deciding what you want to see, but also deciding if what you shared is worth showing. Okay. So how do you... Facebook is super judgy. It is. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and you know who it is that judges on Facebook? The algorithm. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is a Facebook... Page, like a business page is more kind of like somewhere where it's not so much that it's going to reach audiences, but the audience can go there. Right. Okay. And so it's, it's important. It's similar to your website in the way that it works is it's a location that people can go to find out more information about. Okay. And, yeah. And one of the things we're going to kind of broach in a minute is that you might, depending upon what your game is, it might be wiser for you to just have your this Facebook page be your website. Okay. That is possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing uh, I want to let people know too is we, we keep referring to like a business page, but business page is sort of just a generic term. Uh, like it, a business page, an organization page, a club page. It's all the uh, same. They're difference. all kind of the same. It's just not it's personal. It's a label. Right. And okay. it's different from a group. So, so what is, what the is the difference in the, there in the group? A group is is going to work more similarly to a messenger thread. So where you have a bunch of people all in Facebook Messenger, you can send out a message, anybody can message back and forth. But a group is going to give you uh, a, a private or public space to host discussion. So a page is like a 
a big bulletin board for you to post your announcements on. Okay. And a group is where you talk about stuff. So it's like it's like an outward announcement or a conversation. All right. So, so do you need both? Sometimes. Maybe. Because I've noticed that our page is fine, as in we post our episodes there and stuff like that, but we don't get a lot of movement on it. But our group, it does okay. Right. But we have more people. More people like our page than are members of the group. Okay. And is that normal? Well, for a, it's very normal for a podcast because for a podcast, there are some people who just want to know when a new episode's out mm-hmm. and they don't want to talk to a bunch of losers. They just want to listen. Like us. <laughs> yeah. Right. They just want to listen. And so they like the page just because it just once a week, it tells them when the new episode's out and they can go well, find it. Because, you know, we've talked about Misdirect and Mark and how like, I, I like it fine. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in listening to or talking to anybody that's involved. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm there for the information, and that's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And that's true of, like, businesses as well. Some people just want to know when Orange Coke Zero comes out. That's mm. right. And other people want to talk about how great it is. I want to know when New Coke is coming back. It's, this this is very important. It's yeah. July. <laughs> okay. It's July. So let's do a couple more definitions that are going to be important. Let's talk about what the difference between uh, something, an organic post versus a paid post. So an organic post is simply something that you haven't put money behind. Okay. So you've posted something on your page and uh, an important distinction here is groups can't do advertising. So if you ever want to advertise your game or your organization or or whatever it is, then you have to have a Facebook page. Okay. So if that's in your mind for, you know, five years down the road or, or whatever it is, then set up your Facebook page now and run your group and your Facebook page concurrently. And groups and pages can be connected. They can be. You're, you're like, if you look at the honor roll podcast, there's a button right at the top that says, uh, you know, go to our group. Don't we have some tools that lets us send requests back and forth? Like if someone's a member of the page. Yeah. You can invite mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. It's to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So a, a paid post is something that you've put money behind. So people call it boosting. Uh, people call it a Facebook ad, but that's all the same thing. So do you craft those differently? Um, you really shouldn't. An advertisement can be more general marketing talk, okay. um, but you do want to talk to people similarly on Facebook because you're going to be showing up in that same Facebook feed amongst right. other people's content. So if your ad is super markety speak or like, stuff that people aren't going to see on their timeline, it's going to be jarring for them. So why is that separated like a gel's work? We are a company with uh, over 200 locations in 28 states, and right. so it comes with the logistics of that. Okay. is really ultimately So for, the for the people at our level where we're talking about it, it, it makes sense for... Just a person, one a, person. Yeah, right, because yeah. okay. you're not going to have a PR person and a marketing person and an advertising person and a web person. I mean, unless your mark is amazing. And then right. I want to go to it. That's right. right. So would you say that most most gaming groups, most uh, LARPs or mushes or anything, like they're probably going to have a Facebook page and then they might have a group. Right? Yeah. But you should definitely have the page. If you want to advertise, you should have the page. Okay. I so, wouldn't say the page is better than the group. Um, the page is only better than the group if you want to advertise. Okay. Because the group is going to get you more reach. Okay. Now we, with our LARP, we had both. Yes, we, we had a page where we mostly just posted game announcements, and then we had a group. We had actually would have two groups. We had an in-character group and an out-of-character yes. group, and so that's pretty common. Um, a lot of orgs do that. The Underground Theater has a page where they post their big announcements, and then they have a, a group 
an out of character group. Well, they actually have like 30 groups. Yeah, but that's. But, yeah. yeah. But the point is, you know, having both may be good for you. And do you, is it expected to cross post everything from the page to the group? Because I noticed that we did that when we were in underground theater. Pretty much everything from the page got cross posted. I think you have to determine based off of the users that you have. So you okay. can see who likes your page. You can see who's in your group. If you've got people in your group who don't like your page or people who like your page who aren't in your group, then, then definitely you definitely cross. want to be cross-posting the important information. Okay. Now, I wouldn't say cross-post everything okay. because you do want to use those pages differently, the page differently than the group. And you also have to remember that Underground Theater was trying to reach 800 people. Mm-hmm. You know, your your LARP that you're running here locally is probably only reaching 100 or less. In their, Well, but they want to reach more. That's the whole point of this. Yes, yeah, but a lot of the logistics, though, that he's talking about, like, they they are different based on your scale. Okay. Right. If you only have 10 people in your LARP, they're probably all checking the page. Okay. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. If you have 100 people in your LARP, they may not all be seeing the page. So if you've got something really important, it does need to be cross-posted, but right. yeah. maybe not like, everything. Well, like... Hey, game is at this time. Right. Or That's we an, change the time right. or something yeah. like that. Sure. Okay. You've also, uh, when you're when you're sharing things on Facebook, uh, you know, you want to share them in, in a lot of gaming groups. Like if you're looking for players, a great place to find them is in, is in groups for other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are actually groups set up for gaming. Uh, like, for example, here in Chattanooga, there is the Chattanooga RPG Society. Yes. Right? right? It's a group that everybody who games in Chattanooga is part of that group. And so if you're looking for players for your game, you should be announcing your game there. And there's a Southeastern LARP group, too. Yep, yep. It becomes regional. And then there's also, like, an Eastern Tennessee gaming group. Oh, that's right, yeah. And so so the point is, look around. Wherever you're at, there may be a local, regional, or state uh, size area. And depending upon... You know the kind of game that you're promoting. Mm-hmm. You know that that geography may be larger or smaller. You know if you're running a blockbuster LARP, you may want to be hitting everything east, national of, or international. Right? Yeah. So uh, that's really up to you. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to make an important connection here. When we were talking about word of mouth marketing and going yes. around to your libraries and and all of that. Use Facebook very similarly. So you should be looking in Facebook groups and using the search feature to find different pages and different groups that you can be reaching out to, joining and talking about what they do before you start slipping in what you're what you want to talk about. Should you talk to the moderators before you start posting a whole bunch? Yeah, definitely read the rules first and determine whether you can be self-promoting and and posting links and stuff. Okay. Um, But it's also important to engage first. Like, you don't want to go out and just, you know... You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want to get to know them so that you're a familiar face, a familiar name on their page and on their group so that they know that you're not here to be a jerk. Most Facebook groups have rules. And those rules are posted either under, like, you can click on announcements, or it might be on their about page. Or it might be uh, pinned. A pinned post. I've seen that, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And usually in there, it'll tell you if announcements are, if if advertisement is welcome or not. Right. Uh, Sometimes it's, like, only on Thursdays, you know, or things like, or sometimes they create a thread, and you can only do it as a comment on that thread, or things Mm -hmm. like that. And some places don't care. The other thing is you don't want to do what they call drive-by posting, which which is kind of what Jared was was touching on, is the idea that the only time you ever post in that group is your advertisement. 
Oh, that'll okay. that'll piss off the nobody monitor. cares then Espe- either. Especially too, if uh, if there is an element to the game that you're advertising that is per- slightly controversial, and and you never know what that is. But like if you post in a group that's maybe a little more old school than others, and your game has like a inclusiveness message, you might get like some jerks who are like people you know, lose their minds. Social justice warriors ruined my game, right? right? And so you kind of have to be a little bit aware of where aware of where you're posting, and when you do that, don't don't just drive by post because then they definitely will shut you down if you've posted something that is you and, you know, know, slightly controversial. We've definitely picked up a couple of users because they we've interacted with them on a page, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we've been like, you know, we did an episode about this. You should listen to it, and then they do right, right, yeah. But if we when we just post it and that's it. I'm sure we're getting some listens off of it, but we're not getting that level of engagement. Yeah, so so there's a lot of LARP groups out there. And, of course, there's also a lot of groups that are for the specific game genre that you're running. Is there's specific better? I, th- I think so. If you're running a World of Darkness LARP, doesn't it make more sense to be on a World of Darkness fan group than to be on a Dungeons & Dragons fan group? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is that way. Uh, and your local gaming store may have a gaming group. Right. You know, and that's Be involved thing. in your community? What? <laughs> Jared, do you want to talk for a minute about like if you're posting video in your Facebook page or group? Yeah, so uh, video is kind of the gold in uh, Facebook. Um, the it, algorithm. The algorithm yeah. loves the video. and But the thing that you have to realize about video is it's got a very steep decline. So you're going to get people that will start watching the video because, as we all know, Facebook video starts when you're scrolling your screen on they, your phone. Sure. It auto plays, yeah, and uh, which is really great you, when you've forgotten to turn the volume down in the break room. And right. you're in the middle of church. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing that you don't realize is after about three seconds, people have moved on, and so you're going to lose a, a significant portion of your audience after that three second mark. I get that because I mean, obviously, I'm the same way. If it's right. not super engaging, really fast, right? I bet that number drops down pretty fast after, what, like 30 seconds, yeah. too? The, the Facebook data is 80% have stopped watching at 30 seconds. Okay, so th- you better get them in three seconds, and then you better right. keep them at 30. Right. You won't have them at 30. You have to yeah. plan out your content and, and what you're trying to say. It means, so say, the name of your, it right. means say the name of your game right up front. Yeah. So that way, at very least, they remember that. Right, yes. Yeah. Only listen yeah. to three seconds, but I know where Lost Colonies is. Yeah. <laughs> and don't put your call to action at the very end of your video, because no one makes it there. If right. your video oh. is 31 seconds. So what does a call to action look like? I mean, when I was in high school, we looked at some of that stuff, but it's been too long ago. Well, your call to action could be as simple as, our game meets Tuesdays at 5, or... Um, come join us at the mill, or, or whatever it is. so that Like know, that, my page for like more information. Yeah. So are you telling me all those YouTubers who say, don't forget to like and subscribe at the end of the video, that's dumb? Well, what you're missing is they're saying it through the whole thing. They do have to say it the whole time. Okay, that's the trick. And YouTube works differently. So viewer analytics and and all of that sort of thing is different on each platform. Okay, so we'll get to that a little bit more as we go down. Can we talk for just a second since we talked about how the algorithm likes videos? Are there any other things you can tell us that can help uh, the algorithm share our game <laughs> post with more people. Uh, the thing that you don't want to do is just share text. Facebook doesn't like just text posts. So you got to put a picture in there. You need a picture in everything. More and, th- and more than one photo does better than a single photo. Right. Huh, really? Okay. I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I'm going to say it grabs your eye. If you're scrolling down, you see right, a picture, you look at it. And it takes up more position, more of your screen space. So it stays on your screen for longer. It's just like at retail stores, some things have big boxes mm-hmm. because they want to take up shelf space. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It took, what, like 20 years for game boxes to get down to a size that makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> and they're still too big. They're also, there are also little things you can do, like encourage your players to share it. Because the more something is shared the more the algorithm will show it to others. Oh, people like this. I guess I should show it to more people. Okay. And get your players to comment on it. Because, again, the algorithm says people are interacting with this. It must be of value. So how do I encourage people to comment without just saying, hey, everybody, you have to comment on every post or we're going to go out of business? Well, I think, first of all, you tell your players that. At you game, don't, yeah, face to face. You just say, "Hey, the more posts you comment on, more people will see them." Yes, and also tell them to react. You feel me? A reaction on Facebook, like is heart, thumbs clicking. up. Yeah, it's the like button. Wow! Right? But if you like something, the algorithm does not value a like as much as it values any of the other choices you because have. it takes more effort. Yes. Right. Okay. So if you click it and pick a heart or the wow or the laughing face or the crying face or the angry face, whatever, if they pick anything else that's not the thumbs up, right? the algorithm will show it to more people. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just ask your players. Although those reactions may become important in the future, Facebook has sort of played around with determining content based on the reaction that it gets. So if your players are picking angry faces for all of your stuff, it may actually hurt you. Okay. So, you know, they so be should aware. be picking loves or yeah, tell them loves or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on from Facebook for a minute and talk about, about websites. Does your LARP or mush, well, all mushes have wikis yeah. at the very least. Yeah. But some, some mushes have, fa- have, uh, their own Facebook page. Ha- have you know I mean, their own website. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some mushes that have their own. So our, when we were in underground theater, we, we had a separate, uh, Website for that, not just the Facebook page. Correct. But for your game, if your game is small enough and local enough, maybe your Facebook page is your website. But y'all were saying there's some troubles with that too, right? There's downsides. So what is the downside of that? So the downside is Google is your master. When you have a website, if you're... I thought the mm, algorithm was. Only on Facebook. (laughs) But Google has another algorithm. Okay, You're only going to rank... For keywords, and I know that's a lot of technical jargon for some people, if Google knows that you exist. Okay. So if someone is typing into Google gaming, mm-hmm. you're never going to rank for that keyword. You're never going to show up in the it's top 10 results. Like, yeah, you've got your Amazons, you've got your so you're be on the first page, international right? organizations that are going to be on the first page. Right. You're probably going to be result number 11,520. Okay. But you can rank for the name of your organization. Okay. If Google knows that you exist. If you type in uh, One World by Night, One World by Night's probably going to be on the first page. Underground Theater, we you worked on making sure that it was. Yes. Right. And uh, River Valley Rage was always very mm-hmm. close to the top of the first yeah, we page. we could not get to That softball top. team could not be. I know. Oh. <laughs> it was a softball team with the same name and every. It was perfect. And they were always the first results. That's yeah. another important fact is when you're setting up this sort of stuff, you need to be doing vanity searches and searching Google to figure out what are you connecting yourself to. Oh, yeah. because what are people going to accidentally type in instead right. of your, right. your page? Yes. Okay, so funny story from my work. <laughs> All right. My work is a very – it's a very Christian company. Yes. All right. And it, we run nursing homes. And at some point – 
we were running some sort of promotion for something and they were ordering, you know, a giveaway for mm-hmm. it. And the theme was like a treasure chest of some type. It was like, uh, do you remember, is it treasure, life's treasure? I don't remember. You anyway, the treasure was part of the, part of the tagline sure. for the event. And so they thought, what if we got a bunch of jewels and, and diamonds and things, but right. they were made out of chocolate? Sure. Right, that would be cool, right? Like, uh, like, like the co- chocolate coins. And they're like, what if we have a Hershey so, Highway? So they Googled chocolate diamonds. Don't Google that. Oh. Don't Google that. Don't no, Google whoa, that. right? <laughs> so, but this is illustrating the point, though, that like when you name your game, mm-hmm. chocolate or, or diamonds. You, <laughs> name your, when you name your mush, name your name your local LARP. When you name, uh, even if it's if you're part of an org, when you name your local chapter. Take a few minutes to Google the names you're thinking of. You know, there's a weird thing we struggled with with the underground theater because we spelled it the American spelling. E-R. And E-R. And that meant that every single piece of stuff that the main company whose books we used, they were the other way. So it was actually a problem because everybody just assumed that we were theater with R-E. But the flip side is, in America, the R-E version is supposed to mean a physical plant, like sure, an actual sure. place. And there are a bunch of cities that have underground theaters. And, mm-hmm. right. and so if you spelled it the the other way, the with the R-E, way. you found a bunch of playhouses mm-hmm. that were in basements. <laughs> and so we had a lot of people getting so the results that were both ways. And yeah. most of the time they got us, but not every time. Right. Yeah. So so that's a that's great advice. Is think about what your name is. So if I'm coming up with a name, is there someplace I can go to safely see if that website exists? If that dot com exists? Yeah. There is. Do you just type it in? <laughs> no, there's actually an easier way to do that. You can uh, go to a domain host, something like Google. Google sells domains. Do not go to GoDaddy.com. No. And the reason is because GoDaddy tracks what people are searching for. So if you search it, they buy it automatically. They can. Or they raise the price of it. Or they raise wow. the price of it. But Google doesn't do that? It's, Google does not do that. They're a completely they a, different kind of... They call of it a vanity <laughs> domain. Yeah. And then they charge you more for it. Google uh, has plenty of money. They don't need to upcharge right. you. Right. You can just go to... Google, is it domains.google.com? I have no idea. It is. But if you okay. Google that... <laughs> I was setting you up to look like you knew what you were talking about. You can go to domains.google.com and you can you can use it. That's also where you can buy your domain name. So if you don't know what a domain name is, real quick, a domain name or a URL or the website address, those are that's what that is. Like, you know, Facebook.com. That is their domain, domain name. name. That's their URL. So you got ours through Google, right? You yes. were saying that? And yeah. and how much how much is that a year? I should know, but I do not remember. It's like thirteen bucks. A year? Um, yeah. That's nothing. No. But now you can buy your domain from other places. Uh, if you buy it through uh, – there's a, a bunch of companies, but there are other companies where you can get them for seven or eight bucks. So um, why did we go with Google? I use Google. Because we're high class. It's high class. <laughs> Pinky up. There's a couple of reasons why I use Google. One of the reasons I use Google domains is because it's incredibly user-friendly. It means I don't have to do a lot of work because when you – You didn't have to learn a bunch of new stuff. Well, when you create a website, there's actually three elements. There's your domain, which is the name. Mm-hmm. There's the host, which is basically like the computers. What servers you're hosting up, it on? Up in, up in cyberspace where, where the data lives. Yes. And then there's the site, which is actually like what you've built, what it looks like. Okay. And, and you actually have to pay f- for all three of those sometimes. 
So oh, what is that? Man. What what does it look like when we did it? Okay, so for us, uh, our domain was bought at Google, and it was yeah, I think it's tw- like twelve ninety nine once okay. a year. We actually don't have to host our site because we used uh, Fireside. So there's some people so, like we're so, podcast companies, so they'll host ours for our, free. Yes, our podcast, cheap. the podcast distributor hosts it for free. But if we were just building, like Underground Theater is a better example. Okay. So if we can use Underground Theater, but I don't know the costs. You buy your domain name and then you have to have some place to host it. So you have to pay for server space somewhere, uh, which I believe Google also will offer that, but that's another fee. Right. Uh, and then you have to, to build it, which, you know, maybe you use WordPress or you might use Wix or there's another one. I don't remember the, the name of the other one. But there are a few places where you can actually design your website through. Um, and or if those, you know what you're doing, you can just HTML program it out. Correct. correct. But all and, – and those those all cost. Like Wix is like you know 8 bucks a month I think or something. There's right. a price for Wix also. But it's super, super user-friendly. Okay. Um, and there's a price for so, WordPress. So my eyes are glazing over because I don't sure. understand any of this. But I do I, I do recognize all of those words that are connected to mush. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying like this – you know, we were talking about how this all affects – all of the game, you know, some parts of it affect games, but I just want to say, like, this actually affects the game it that can. a mush is. Yeah. Well, you have to have a host and a site, right? For for a mush, and that all costs a little bit of money. For a mush, you mm-hmm. actually Up to a decent amount of money. For a mush, you actually have to do it twice. You do it once for the game hosting, and then you do it once for your wiki hosting. Right. It happens twice there. Right. So, uh, but you know, if you Jared mentioned WordPress, like WordPress, you can actually buy your domain through WordPress and then make your site using WordPress and host it on WordPress for free because you use WordPress. So there are options if you want to buy a domain. It actually costs. So there's a buying there's the domain costs going with with buying any domain from any service right. anywhere. But you can buy it through WordPress is right. what I'm guessing. Yes. So what was that about? Earlier we talked about off the air that the, one of the reasons why we went through Google is because they automatically list it. So going back to um, when I said that Google is your master, Google has to know that you exist before it can tell other people that you exist so when they search I mean, to be fair. And everybody Googles everything. Yeah. Right, right. Google gets like 90-whatever percent of search traffic across the internet. And I've even heard that some other search engines just buy results from them. Is that still true? Or that, okay. uh, that's probably speculation, but okay. we're not sure. So there's one way the, – the first way to tell Google that you exist is to give them your money and buy your domain from them. Okay. They know that you exist. Done. Right. <laughs> and, and that's part of the reason why we did it. And that's $13 well spent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The other way is to use Google Search Console. So that's a, a system in, that Google has set up so that you can verify your authority that you own your domain. And you can let Google know – what your domain looks like and how many pages you have and when you make changes to your pages and, and all of those sorts of technical things to let the Google bot know when it needs to crawl your page. Okay. So it, it doesn't just automatically find it? It doesn't. It can um, if you're doing a lot of work. So you making backlinks, which is getting links from other organizations and other websites to your website. So like if you made a, a, a LARP troupe that's part of Underground Theater and the Underground Theater website is Google searched, and on their website they link to your game. Right. Google might eventually find it. Eventually, because they're is the tagged keyword. to something else. Right. Okay. It depends on how often the Google bot crawls the page that you're linked from. And you, you can the the search console is at search.google.com. 
Okay. And and it will walk you through the process. It's pretty user-friendly, it's, but it's yeah, still a process. It's, the way you talk about Google is a lot like Skynet, I admit. <laughs> it's kind but of uncomfortable. <laughs> so do you worry about other search engine optimization, or is it just such a small yeah, amount it doesn't matter anymore? Let's talk about SEO. SEO. What the hell is SEO? Search engine optimization. Oh, my right. gosh. Okay. So that's literally just optimizing your website for search engines. So what does that mean? Should I be more concerned about how people view it? That's exactly the key. The Googlebot crawls your website very similarly to how a user would use your website. So the Googlebot is just what Google uses to search the internet. Okay. Um, There's a couple of things that the Googlebot can't do. Uh, It obviously doesn't have eyes yet, and so it can't look at your website. Yes! (laughs) So it can read it, but it can't, say, look at pictures? Right. So it reads the text of your website, which includes the code, and it includes uh, the coloring and that sort of thing, all in HTML. Right. HTML Um, is the coding language you use to make a website. Or CSS. There's a couple of different ones. But... So the, the important pieces is to make sure and fill out every aspect that your domain or, or website provider asks you to. So when it's asking for you to describe your pictures and to give them headlines. So you should do that. You should do all of that because that's what the Googlebot sees. If the Googlebot doesn't have a title for your photo, it doesn't exist. Okay. And so it just sees a blank space in your code and it moves on. And on any of these website things, whether you're using WordPress or Wix or any of those, when you upload a photo to it, yes. you're going to have a text box for you to customize the title of the photo. It may be called title. It may be called name. It could be called description, right. whatever. But that is where you are typing in this secret data for Google to read. So I've got a question. I've heard that um, for accessibility reasons that the, the, the readers that blind people use, mm-hmm. don't they also read that data it's out? very similarly, yeah. So okay. you want to make sure that the text makes sense. You're describing what the photo is. You don't want to say, um, like, a picture of our game, right. which is great, but, but not it tells helpful. you nothing. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. So you want to be making sure that the Googlebot knows and giving it some of those keywords, um, mention the name of the org that you're running with, or... So the instead of saying that in or, or that sort of thing. a picture of our game, you would say an underground theater uh, troupe located here and then describe everything is happening in the picture. Would you go that far? No, you don't have to go that in depth. But okay. that first part was was really good. So okay. you mentioned the name so that when people are searching that, your picture might show up. And you do that on every picture. Every photo. So if you have 20 pictures there, you better tag every one of them with all that information. If you've 2,000 photos there, you better tag every right. one of them with all of that information. So okay. this information is, is metadata, is what they call it. Yes. Yeah. So if you've heard metadata, that's what they're referred to. Metadata is like the invisible words that are on a web page that the normal user doesn't see. And okay. if you want a really helpful guide for search engine optimization that's easy to use, user-friendly, you Jared's can check phone out. number is. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out Moz. M-O-Z. Moz is one of the leaders in search engine optimization. They have a free user guide. It's a probably a 50-page PDF that you can look through and read through. You don't it's have to read through the entire thing. And it's aimed it's for dummies. Right, it is. It's, it's oh, a one-on-one, good. so you can sort of hit the highlights, and they'll say, you know, if you don't have time to do everything, do this one piece. Right. And so you can sort of walk through that and, and make sure that your website is easily viewable by search engine bots. Okay. I would also say that when you're building your website and you're putting your information on it, 
you know, some of the things that are really important is make sure on the very front page when somebody types in, you know, uh, jasonslarp.com that as soon as it comes up, they immediately know this is a LARP. It is run by Jason. It is this genre. It uses these rules. This is the location it plays in, and these are the times. So if you're doing something like really mysterious and it hides a bunch of the information... Then people aren't going to find it because it's it's going to be here, yeah. yeah. And that's okay if that's what you're doing. Right, there's there's something to that, but you better make sure that's what you want. But I'll tell you, like... If I have to dig, I'm not digging. Dystopia Rising is the worst at this. If you have ever tried to find information about your local... I hate trying to find out where games are. It's awful. Oh, yeah. So, like, Dystopia Rising is a beautiful website that you cannot find any of the information you actually need on. It it takes about, like, seven or eight clicks to get to a, this is the list of our games. Right. And it's like... Something that... And this is a a criticism. I don't know how much of this you set up. One of the problems we have with the Underground Theater website, we got constant complaints. People didn't update it enough. hmm. So, like... When they would click the link, and you would think that this is the person that you were going to talk to, maybe that person didn't hold that position anymore, and mm. it's changed, and now you're messaging right. a different guy, and people complained about that a lot. <laughs> you were going to say something about how many clicks, or about clicks? Well, I was going to say something different first. Oh. All right, let's do, <laughs> let's do them both. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just, I was just trying to give you some space to, to have input. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you want to do is you want to find someone like me who doesn't know anything about your game, right? and you want to show me your website. Oh, and if because you can't figure I'm it out, I'm going to tell you what I can't find oh. because I don't know anything about this type of game. It's not intuitive and, to you. Right. I'm not going to know where to look or what does this word mean because so if I don't know what it means, then the Googlebot doesn't know what it means. When you say someone oh. like you, you don't mean someone, you don't no, mean a marketing I don't mean professional. A, a technologically advanced marketer. I mean, you mean a noob an uneducated gamer. Okay. Right? Or someone who doesn't game. Right. Yes. Your mom. Or if you have a friend who is a me, who is a you know a SEO then or search lean engine them. strategist, then <laughs> politely ask them, maybe buy them a six pack or whatever so what it is that they like. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll buy your Dose Bros on Thursday. <laughs> so make sure the stuff that you need is up front. And then, do you want to talk a little bit about keywords in in the what you write on that homepage? Yes, you're pr- you're probably going to have a first instinct to want to put every keyword that you want to show up for on Google in your copy. Okay. What, the text a, that you put on your page. What's a keyword? A keyword is something that someone's going to type into Google. It's so, gonna, like, everybody's going to search, search for LARP if they're looking for LARPs? Right. So that's yes. a keyword? That's so a keyword. You can almost imagine if you're using hashtags on Twitter about your game, those are your keywords probably. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk so about like your genre? RPG, vampire, dungeons, dragons. <laughs> right. Just any D-N-D. word you can think of related to it? Gaming, LARP, whatever, whatever your thing is, yeah. So your first instinct is going to be to put those in every sentence because the thought is a lot of times that the more times those are on your website, the more likely you are to rank. Okay. And that's actually really bad. So the okay. Googlebot really hates that. Because it, it recognizes you're trying you're to game it. it. Right. Beep, boop, up. I am the Googlebot. I do not like this. <laughs> and so you're actually... I'm going to go talk to the algorithm. <laughs> you're actually going to be hurt by doing that. And it's right. going to decrease the value of your website. So how do you balance that? Write copy for humans. And then Google likes copy that people like? Yeah. So if you write something that that is that makes sense when you read it, that is a you know good paragraphs and, and short sentences and, and all of that stuff that's good for writing, mm-hmm. 
the Googlebot understands that because naturally when you're writing something, you're going to be using those keywords. You're going to be saying, you know, we're a LARP that is this, where we meet here, we do these things, like we use these rules and you're hitting in all of those keywords. It may be longer, but longer is sometimes better. Okay. So like in the early 2000s, the first time I was involved with anything to do with websites, People were doing this thing where they would hide words, and it was such bullshit. But it they were making, did it work back then? They were making it worked back then, but it doesn't making, work anymore. It doesn't work now. What, what Jason's referring to is they were making their key. They were hiding keywords in their metadata. Yes, they or it would be like the by color. using the same color as their yeah. background. Right, so right. you'd like scroll down to the bottom, and there'd be a four inch space of white. Yeah, just at the bottom of their website, and if and you highlighted it, you could see all kinds of keywords that they put in and there. And I, I hated it because as a user, I would be searching for something, and it would take me somewhere completely different. Right. Por- porno sites would do that if they. Like, That's not what I was talking about. I don't know anything, no, but it no, was a little bit. <laughs> It would direct you to a porn site, and that's yes, not where yeah, you're like trying you, to go. You typed in Dungeons and Dragons, but and next thing you're looking at a dungeon. Site. There's a oh. porno site, and they they type Dungeons and Dragons ninety times in the bottom because they are, they knew that somebody would right. So the Googlebot is actually very smart. Right. Um, maybe not Skynet smart yet, and I but say, we're getting close. <laughs> I say maybe right. So it's learning. Every year there's a gigantic algorithm update that Google releases that breaks a bunch of websites and makes a bunch of websites higher on the search and all kinds of different technical stuff that we so don't, don't have to, to chase into. that. A no. little. A little, I think. Uh, a little. The, the we basics, don't probably have to chase it. The basics are going to remain the same. If you're not trying to compete with Amazon or with, you know, Dungeons and Dragons themselves, right? Then you don't need to be hiring a professional SEO and running after the latest and the greatest changes. Then so, we're taking our six pack back. So <laughs> it might be important to underground theater or One World by Night or right. Mind's Eye Society because a little bit competing with one another. But it is probably not necessary for the Chattanooga Vampire game right. to do it. Right. That's fair. Can, can you throw a round number of what that sort of thing costs? For a full-time SEO? Yeah. What, what does that sort of thing cost? A full-time SEO? No, no, I mean a consultant. A like, consultant? Like you're going to have to have somebody once a year after the changes come out. What does that look you're like? You're looking at at least a couple hundred dollars. Well, you know, that's not terrible, though. It's not terrible, but for a small game, that might be a lot of money. For a what? game that doesn't make any money, it's a lot and of money. Yeah, but very, if it's very something few like LARPs Dystopia Rising or one of the other big networks, right. maybe... Uh, Two, three, four, five hundred dollars a year makes sense. Or a block, a block blockbuster. Work. It would make sense. Goat LARP, goat LARP. It would make sense. Yeah, because yes. goats, goats, man, they are all about. They use Google. They, they well, everybody uses Google. I would just like to that. point out that I'm pretty sure the algorithm is a goat. Ah, That's true. It does eat anything. It does eat anything. You have yeah. to use uh, goat engine optimization. Goat <laughs> engine <laughs> optimization. <laughs> <laughs> there are also websites and, and services that you can pay for that may not be as good as an actual human looking at your website, but it'll but give something. you some of the information, like you're missing the metadata on 23 photos or, or whatever that, give, that is. is. What's the round numbers on that look like? Uh, much less expensive. You're looking at a monthly fee, so, you know, mm-hmm. $20, $40, $60 That's a month or bad. something like Just that. Just to kind of double check you, really. I right. didn't prep it. I wish I had, but there are even some websites, like for companies that sell those things, yes. that will actually let you run the test for free. 
and it'll give you like limited results. Yeah. Like just enough to make you realize how broken it is so that you'll hire is it, them. No. Is that scammy or is that like well, I mean, legit? It's, it's, it's legitimate information for yeah. sure. It's yeah, scammy not. in that the end goal is for you to hire them. Oh, no, I don't but, mind paying the money. I just want to make sure that when I do it, that they're not going to be like, nope, you're totally broken. They're not going to lie time. to you. They okay. aren't going to lie to you. Okay. Well, that goes against they're not advertising like, ethics and, yeah. and the code that they have to follow to actually be able to advertise to you. Because yeah. okay, cool. then the algorithm will get them. <laughs> so let's talk about... <laughs> Jared's like, stop it. So let's talk about advertising for just a minute. I'd stop it because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Google Ads for a second then. So Google Ads would be the ads that you would pay for to actually promote your website. Correct. Okay. Yes, so those are, when you type in uh, chairs or pens, those are what's going to show up at the top of the page. Okay. And they'll say add next to it. In a tiny little text right oh, next no, to the Oh, no, it's tricked me once or twice. It'll yeah. say add. It looks exactly like the organic results. They don't have any yellow boxes or anything that sort of separates those from the regular listings. And we go back to those same words again, paid and organic. And organic is something that you don't have to pay for. Right. And a paid posting is something that you're paying for. So your ads on Google are going to show up you know, on page one or two or maybe three at the top and the bottom of the page. So I have this gut reaction whenever I see ad next to one of those search results to never click it. Is that, I mean, is that not normal? I think I'm a bad person to ask that for because I'm a <laughs> marketer. Right. And Do you so click I on them? I don't I, click on it. I didn't think you did. I, I recognize I'm costing someone money. Because you're not going to buy the product. I, that's why I, okay. I click on like my competitors. Oh, you're awesome. You're the worst. What was that? We were talking about ethics. I'm not ethical about that. I'm not, uh, I'm not technically in advertising. Uh, Jared handles that. Oh, part. yeah, yeah. Look, I just handle the money. Right. She so does whatever she wants. What would if if I was running a local LARP and I wanted to pay for a little bit of Google ads? Like, what kind of fees am I looking at? I mean, I know that it's super variable, but can it's you talk a little bit about exceptionally variable? So, depending on the market and depending on the situation, we would run advertising campaigns for five hundred dollars a month or up to twenty five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Now we're obviously running a little bit different kind of a business than a local game is going sure. to. We've got bigger markets. You know, if you're targeting Chattanooga, it's different than targeting a smaller town of, you know, thirty five hundred people or something. Yeah. Sure. You don't have to spend as much. If you run a vampire LARP in Cedar Lake, Indiana, you just target you're probably that one town. not gonna pay a lot. Right. So Google has actually has a lot of really helpful tools incorporated into the Google Ads platform that can give you information on what you would want to spend. By the way, ads.google.com. You notice it's really easy to find right? stuff, isn't it? And Google will actually walk you through the process of setting up a Google Ads account. So their, what does that look like when I get done, though? do I? Is it worth it? Well, the other thing is, real quick, to, to touch on what he was saying, is they, there is also an 800 number on that website. Where oh, you wow. Can, it's the only time you can talk to someone at Google. When you want to hand them money? When you want true. to. <laughs> well, that's not true. The 800 number is true. I'm looking at the it. The 800 number is true. Okay. There's other you ways can, to talk to them. You can get a hold of Google much easier than you can get a hold of Facebook. Well, that's true. Google that's is, true. is very simple to get a hold of in comparison to Well, that's because when you try to get a hold of Facebook, you just get the algorithm. <laughs> I was going to say exactly the, true. the lizard true. overlords. Well, that, that, which is the algorithm. <laughs> but seriously, what does it work? It does work, yeah. We're getting uh, quite a bit of leads from Google Ads in, okay. in our side of things. The, the basic premise is 
you're interrupting someone as they're performing a search. Right. So someone is they're already looking for the moving thing, to right? town. They want to find a LARP to join. So what are they going to do? They're going to Google LARPs near me or yeah. the specific name of the LARP. And what your ad is doing is it's inserting itself right there at the top of the page to say, hey, we are a LARP. Who is near you? Mm-hmm. So they've seen it. And then beyond that, it's on you. Right. Okay. Right. And so with Google, you, you don't actually have to pay to show up. Okay. So you get impressions, which is showing up on the page when the page loads and your right. ad is there. You get an impression for free. Okay. So Google will show your ads throughout I'll the do, day. I'll do an impression no, for free. No, no, no. <laughs> Without you actually having to pay for something. So okay. what you're bidding on is the actual click that the user makes. So that can be pretty expensive depending on your area, depending on the search volume. Um, you might pay one cent for a click. You might pay $6 for a click. So what do I do to make people click? You write your ads. M- write good ads? Write good ads, yeah. Is there I mean, any, tr- I mean, do we have time to talk about how, how do you do that? What's the trick that, to it? That's probably What's the skill there? Thing. I think that's a lot of weeds to begin with. That's a lot of weeds? Too. Okay. And, and there's actually a, um, a simplified version of Google Ads that is for people who don't have time to run Google Ads. Because Google Ads is actually a very involved process. Okay. It's, so where would you It's go? half of my job. Like okay. my literal it's full-time job is half Google Ads, half Facebook Ads. Okay. And so the, the 1-800 number, they'll help you to determine what version is going to be good for you. And there's a version that the AI or the algorithm is running for you. And it's going to determine what keywords you bid on. It's going to determine how much you pay. You can set a budget, um, a daily budget, and it'll determine what you bid on on those certain keywords. And it'll just handle everything for you. Okay. And then deliver you reports and say... This is what happened this month, and, and you don't here's have your to bill. worry about it. And here's your bill. Well, they'll be charging you throughout the month, so you don't but have you to worry about that. But you can set limits on that, too. You can say, don't spend more than $50 or you can whatever. Set, you can set daily limits with Google. So okay. you can say, you know, I want to spend $10 a day, or I want to spend $16.44 a day, which is $500 a month. Okay. Because you've divided that out a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I, have, I have a quick question. If I'm in a small enough town that when you just naturally type in you know, LARPs in Chattanooga, and I show up as number one or number two, should I buy an ad? Do you show up for every keyword that someone could type in to so, find your organization? So I should just start typing the keywords in and see. You should be doing searches and determine where you show up in position and, and how far down the page you are. If you're on the first page, you're good. Like Because you you're going to skim the whole page no matter to, what. Yeah. You probably don't have to, to pay for Google ads, but if you're in a bigger city or... If you're you trying know, to attack a wider audience or whatever it is, right? If you're looking to go after people in a hundred mile radius or something, because mm-hmm. a lot of LARPs are regional, they're not right. city based. Especially yeah. Boffer LARPs, they tend to cover like the uh, tri-state area or uh, right. like in a whole state, right? So you or might New England Google Ads and and targeting some of those different states that you don't show up as well in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to Game Wrap. We're done. But we're only halfway done. Right? We're, you did say if you're getting back next week, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so we got halfway and uh, realized that this episode is really long and it deserved to be two episodes, so it's being broke apart. So the other half mm-hmm. will air next week. This is our first part two, isn't it? I don't remember. 
I don't I th- think I we've think done it a two-parter before. I think it is our first. Yeah. Until next time, remember, we can be found at honorrollpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find all the crap that you listen to. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. honorrollpodcast. You can also find us at facebook.com slash groups slash honorrollpodcast. You can send us an email at hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. And, of course, again, you can be a patron and get free stuff at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. But let's give some XP. Are you gonna? You're not gonna hold the XP till the end of the adventure. No, I don't okay. think so. Okay. I don't oh, think so. I, was just I like asking. that. I was just asking. That was that's old school, isn't it? It, it, it Did is. You used, I used to have a dungeon master. He would hold to the end of the adventure, yeah. or even worse, he would give it to you, but then he wouldn't let you, you level up. The, yeah, you couldn't level the end up of the adventure. until yeah. So you'd be like, well. Got three levels now, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's but that's what I was gonna do is I was gonna give you guys each two hundred XP and then not let you spend it. Oh! <laughs> oh. Good times. Good times. Good times. All right, join us next week when our topic is Jason's brand new book club. Until then, remember the only way to win a role playing game is to have fun. Have fun. So much fun. and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com.